Yes, indeed, y'all. Welcome back, man, to another episode. The brothers going to work it out, man. It's your boy. Uh, it's your boy. I don't even know if I should say my name anymore after what uh, my man done told me. But it's your boy, man, Clayburn Jackson in the building. Uh, just switching a couple of codes here and there, you know, with the one and only. <laughs> 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 Gonna switch the work codes on my own damn podcast, whatever, man. But I'm over here with this brother, like no other. Thank God for that, man. My man Chuck Taylor in the building with me one more time. What's happening? What's happening? Hey, man. Just look, trying to hold it down like gravity, man. You know, trying to keep all my teeth (laughs) in my mouth and just work on some cavities. You know what I mean? (laughs) We're at that age, man. We're at that age where, uh, yeah. Yeah, where I don't really eat nothing crunchy anymore because I don't know if that's the crunch from what I was eating or a tooth that's trying to go with it. So we we at that point. Bruh, you know what they say, man. You wake up in the morning, you put your toes down on the ground as you're hopping out of the bed, and sometimes you can't raise up just as fast as you two because, you know, you hit 40, you know, things start going a little slower than they did when he was younger. You know, bones pop. Sometimes they stop. But as long as you get up, you know, things going to be all right. Man, I'm trying to tell you, brother. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's the crazy part, man. Is true that one day, man, I told you when when my son we decided to go, and I kept calling him out about running a mile. Let's go run this mile. Let's run this mile. I could I could beat you because I'm feeling like he hasn't really done much since football practice. He hasn't really done much of nothing. He got a little chubby around the stomach instead of the six pack. You know, I started running, and I'm thinking, okay, I can beat this dude. Man, this cat gets up, man. I get up like 30 minutes early. I'm stretching. I'm putting liniment on. You know what I'm saying? I'm running. <laughs> I'm running the place so I can break a sweat early. You know what I'm saying? Just going through the motion. This cat comes out of his room. And he's just like, oh, you ready? I'm like, yeah. He opens the door. And I'm just like, bro, you're not going to warm up or nothing? He's like, for what? It's only a mile. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was just like, God, I remember those days. And we got outside and he took off. He took off so quick. And I was like, does he really know that we're running a mile? So I saw him for the first half a mile. And then after that, it looked like a bear chasing a gazelle. And I didn't see that dude till I got home. And by the time I got home, he done showered and changed and was eating something. Man, you know, everything they say is relative to, you know, time and distance. You see, at no time in my life did I think, when I was 20, I could see myself at 40 and then kind of put everything in perspective and go in 20 years, I'm going to be on this level. Right. right. Um, I just, I just cracked, cracked 40, 48 last month. Right. Yes, and indeed. I, I know for a fact when I was 28, I used to run faster. Mm-hmm. I used to move faster. Hell, I might even talk faster when I was 28, <laughs> but back then things seemed yep. like, they, they were they was they was moving at a slower pace because I was moving a lot faster. You know what I mean? Right, right. Now everything's reversed. Everything's moving faster, and I'm moving slower. So Bruh. you know, Bruh. It, 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 we don't we don't we don't have that that same level of energy, um, you know, in, in life as we had back then, and that might be a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, as long as you can move from one from point A to point B and make it back safely. And do the exact same thing uh, and the following day. We good because we ain't got to run a gun and, and miss all them hours of sleep that we used to miss when we were, oh, you know, man. 20, 22, 23, 24 years oh, old. Man, what was sleep, man? What was sleep? I used to go straight from the club at four o'clock in the morning, straight to work, still smelling like the club. Yep. 
You know what yep. I mean? Might not even slept yet. Just at work, like I'm here. I'm here. I look at pictures back when I was in my twenties and I look like I was like I, that they should look like I'm forty eight now. But now we look like we <laughs> in our twenties. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We, we were living so fast, so wild, so free. And it's crazy when you think about it because for us, energy drinks weren't big, man. I think what the biggest thing back when we first started for us was like that joke cola, two times the caffeine. You know what I'm saying? It's like that was the business. Right. So we didn't even right. need all the artificial energy. You know what I mean mm-hmm. now? We, 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 shoot, man. I'm also, man. Yeah, you know what I <laughs> mean? We, dude, we were running at 100 with no problem. None. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just like, what, what is sleep? We don't need sleep. We're, we're good. Nope. You know, nope. back then I used to tell people, I mean, I'll sleep when I'm dead. You know what I mean? Now right. I'm trying to sleep so I don't end up dead. Like, I'm going to bed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, 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 my body is telling me, if I stay out here for one more hour, it's going to be problems. So I just can't say hello, mm-hmm. have a couple of drinks with y'all, and about to head to the pad. Times have changed, you know man. That- you know that word? Uh, now, see, I found I found this out to be real. And now, when I say real, I'm real over the course of my my medical um, issue I had over the last you know three months. See, I was scheduled every day at two o'clock. Scheduled every day at two o'clock to go to the clinic to get some treatment. Every day for a month and a half. Ooh. And when I went in, it was 15 minutes a shot. Right, get in there and get get radiated with this beam for 15 minutes. Get back in the car. Hustle to get back to the house. Get back to the house. And the only thing that my body needed after 2.30 every single day was rest and relaxation. Yep. I would sit down on my sofa, hit that hit that seat, pop up my feet, put my head back in the headrest, and check out. Man. It was all about the N to the A to the P. I'm going to say that Man. again. It was all about the N to the A to the peace. If I didn't get that nap, it was it was a wrap. <laughs> hey, give y'all one of Funk's bombs and an air horn because we don't get that nap. Well, I'm telling you, bro. To this day, man, look, the best feeling I ever have. You know, because back when we were younger, you know, we could work out and run the world. Now, dude, yep. when I finish working out, I'm like, look, let me shower, change. Get something to eat real quick to go to the workout, and I'm gonna take me a nap right after. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing, there's nothing better than I like to do than the workout on Saturday, come home and go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? That's like the best feeling of the world. Getting off from now, work, I, going to sleep, second best feeling. I, I love my sleep at this point now. See, I, I didn't realize this until probably I say like last year. I did an update on my iPhone. I know you in that Samsung world. And you probably don't got that health app on your on, on your phone, but really? I didn't realize this. Samsung until just let this die, huh? Uh, yeah, they are. They, time is ticking, right? <laughs> you know, you, you need that app. And I didn't realize <laughs> that this, this this actually got a sleep mode. And now I ain't talking about the sleep mode where you can let the phone rest. A sleep mode where it's monitoring your sleep. I didn't realize that. And I, my kids put me up on game. He was like, "You need to set that up." I was like, "I don't need that. I know when it's time to do the." I know how much sleep I need, and I know how much time I got available in the day to get it. I'm going to get it when I need it. Right. Well, fast, fast, fast forward to 2021, and, yeah, my body was talking to me like it was in that. Sit your ass in that chair. Man. Put your feet up, and it was automatic. Man. Automatic. I was getting three to four hours, and that was, wasn't power nap. That was some deep rest yeah, every man. day. 
You know what I mean? It and now I kind of miss it, to be honest with you. But my body doesn't necessarily need it, right? Because I'm I'm I'm, I'm actually recovering and getting better. So yes, indeed. Yeah, man, rest is important. Bro, people don't get it, important. man. I'm telling you, when I went through, and that's the thing. And then I was trying to tell people, people think it's weird because they never heard anybody coming out from having COVID and having something positive to say. But I truly mm-hmm. feel like I'm stronger. My, you know what I'm saying? I feel more mobile. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think during that stretch of dealing with that, I had no choice but to rest for almost three weeks. So exactly. my whole body got to rest. Any kind of ailment, like illness I had going on as far as aches, pains, bones, cracking, knees, whatever the case might have been, from still trying to work out like I was in my 20s and early you know, 30s, it sat me down. And by sitting me down, my whole body got to rest. You know what I mean? I'm exactly. sleeping whenever I needed to sleep. I'm putting my foot in this little foot massager thing I have up in this joint and just letting my feet get, you know, rubbed down until I fall asleep. I mean, letting my body come to a complete rest. And I started back to working out this week was the first week of really going back to it. Okay. Man, I'm not creaking and popping and having to turn my foot a certain way. I'm just flowing. I'm just flowing. Yeah. And that tells me right there. You needed to rest. I went back to to walking and uh, walking and running. I still can't run as long as I used to, but I think that's also part of uh, uh, letting my body rest and listening to my body now. So, mm-hmm. whereas at first I felt like I have to run a mile straight through nonstop, but it was like, well, who the hell are you racing? You know what I mean? <laughs> like you, you, race, <laughs> you race it yourself. You're not gonna get a prize like just completed. You know, nah. look, a 16 minute mile is 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 the same distance as an eight minute mile. You know what I mean? So you know, it's one of those things where you have to sit back and start realizing, like, hey, now my my phone it does have an app just just so you know, and it's connected to my watch <laughs> just so you know. And when I go to sleep. I keep my watch on and it lets me know. Cause I was on the same page as you. I'm just like, look, I know if I'm getting enough sleep. I don't need a <laughs> need a gadget to tell me if I'm sleeping solid or not. But then when I looked right. at it and it had all these different little lines, like you slept solid here. Now it's like I'll be competing with myself. Like I only got four hours of solid sleep. No, nah, heck no. Heck no. Tonight I'm, I'm, I'm getting my five. You know what I mean? You start right. fighting with yourself in the watch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, sure, I looked at it one day, all kind of pink things for me breaking, like breaking my sleep and getting up. And I was like, what the heck was going on? I need to videotape myself when I sleep because something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I waking up so much? But back in the day, we did not care, bro. We could care less about that. Nah, nah. And, and, and you know, we all we all heard the term, uh, the saying, you know, age ain't nothing but a number. But, you know, when you really look at it, you know, 40 can be the new 30 or maybe 40 could be the new 25. But it's your mentality, and it's how you go about taking care of yourself. Yep. You know, and we active, you know. But if you 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 the type of person that ain't moving and ain't doing things, your body gonna let you know you oh, need to yeah. sit your sit, sit your ass down, yeah. and you don't got the energy level to go out and do the things that you was you know partaking in and doing when you was a lot younger because you just don't have that type of uh, stamina, no, <laughs> you know, no. mentally or physically. Um, and, and your body ain't recovering properly because you ain't doing what's necessary to get yourself in the right, you know, right space to, to, to get back on your feet. Exactly, that's the, man. that's the hardest part. Cause I know right now, if you told me, and I'm going to, you're going to laugh when I say this. If you told me, Hey man, I'm going to come pick you up and we're going to ride out to Vegas tonight. 
<laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I'm gonna do all the driving. Like, okay, we talking about distance and time. It's already <laughs> eight o'clock. They gonna drive five, four, four and a half hours to get us to Vegas. We gonna get there at one. What the hell are we gonna do when we get there at one? It's time to go to bed. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's hey, Clay, a, why, why we run that tomorrow. Let's go tomorrow. Yeah, go that's exactly what's gonna be. You know, we, we you know we can leave maybe about you know six or seven, eight o'clock. Maybe grab something to eat and get started. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's you know. You know I told a friend of mine the other night. I was like, I said, like, man, I want to go. I want to make a Vegas run real quick. I got this itch to go do it. I said, remember when we used to go to Vegas and we would talk bad about the person that wanted to stop to go to the bathroom. There's always some kind of a bet. If you're the first one that has to go to the bathroom, the first one to make a stop, you got to pay for this, you got to pay for that. I was like, now, dude, mm-hmm. I think at this age, if we make a Vegas run, man, it's all about stopping to hit that restroom now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, we got to hit the restroom. Somebody want to stretch. You know what I mean? Somebody got to get some kind of food to take their medication with. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like hey. You know what? Let's go back a couple of years. Did you make that trip with us that time when we went to the Olympia and we had we did the turnaround and came back late at night? Was you with us that time with Dre? I don't know. I went to Were one of them. I went to I one think, of okay, them. Okay. And on the way back, we stopped at the Jack in the Box and we all had to go to the bathroom. Man, I don't remember. In my mind, no, you was it was I was that because we. Because we drove up to Oceanside and picked up Dre. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he was with us on that. Yep. Yeah, remember, remember, it was like, okay, we waited until like 9 o'clock and we was like, all right, we're going to have to head back. Yep. And we left Vegas, <laughs> <laughs> we left Vegas at 9 o'clock. <laughs> but yep. The crazy part is we have went up that morning. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yes. The only time I've, I've been to Vegas on that long-ass stretch where we went the same day and came back the same day. Man. Now, that sounds like something you would do in your 20s, but, uh, you know, at our advanced, older age, we a little bit, low, you know, slower. We have more drivers. It still was rough. Dude, I'm going to tell you, man. I remember when we got back home, I was out. Yes, quickly, <laughs> under. And that's why that's why we went on the Saturday one and not the Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we knew. You know what I'm saying? We knew that... <laughs> We were like, we knew. We were like, but there's no way we're going to come back on Sunday and still got to go perform some duties on Monday. It's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. And the crazy part, dude, me and Mike, we used to make Vegas runs. It would be midnight, and I'd be up there hanging in L.A. with them. And we just look at each other and be like, man, let's go to Vegas. I'm like, yeah, mommy, let's run to Vegas real quick. We go to right. Vegas, gamble a few hours, turn right back around and head back to his pad like it was nothing. Now, I'm going to tell you, man, when I go to L.A., just not to go to LA when I was taking Doe to his football tournaments, we would go to, um, what is that place? Not Riverside. What's that place that's outside of there? Um, God, what is that place, man? That's outside of LA. Oh, what, coming back. On you're, heading 15, up, or? you're heading up on the five, the city that's the right. Five, okay. The city that's right before you get into LA, you have that nice stretch of freeway in, uh, God, I forget the name. Irvine. Is it Irvine? Irvine. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Irvine. Bruh, this guy had football tournaments in Irvine two days, Saturday and Sunday. Man, we were getting a hotel room at the Irvine Hotel. Because I was like, I'm not driving back Saturday and then driving back Sunday. It's <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. Right. I was like, we're going to turn this into a trip. You know, we're just going to stay. <laughs> I'm like, man, I go, if I go anywhere in that direction now, I'm not coming back the same day because 
age-wise, man, I'm not going to force myself to stay awake to come back. Exactly. But these all used exactly. to be trips that you would do. You remember them days you used to go there and hang out at Crenshaw or Venice and then come home? Yeah, it, it, and it didn't seem like it was an, it was all day, but it didn't seem as if you had to, you know, you was programmed where you had to get X amount of hours of sleep the next day because you had something already scheduled and planned that you had to be up. And, no, you, your, your batteries were getting re, recharged, you know, with the minimum amount of sleep and rest on the back end. You wasn't stressing on it. You know what I mean? Right, right. It wasn't any yeah. problem. That's why I was telling this young cat. I said, look, man, I said, you, you just hit your 30s, brother. You don't know. I was like, yeah. at, at 47, 47, 46, I learned what sciatica was. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, never, yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't know what that was. I said, then the following year, I learned what back spasms were. So I was yeah. like, look, man, the older you get, you're going to start learning things that you do not want to know. I had heard about the sciatic nerve by many people in my days, but I never thought that I'd learn about it. You know what I mean? And then you go you from there to feel it. Man. I went to the doctor so quick. I was like, I felt like the whole side of my thigh was just gone. I'm like, like, what just happened? He's like, oh, that's sciatica. You'll be okay. Take some of these muscle relaxers. You'll be all right. I was like, what do I do till then? Nothing. You know what I mean? Just nothing. Just, you know, it'll eventually go away. Just hang on to these muscle relaxers. I was just like, Lord, then I went for back spasms. He's like, you still have some of those muscle relaxers? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, just start taking those. I'm like, what in the world? I was like, I guess I'll see you next year, huh? Something else. Yep. You know, but yep. those are the things, man, that these, these, these cats don't get. And that's why I'm like, I look at some of the things with, with my son, and I'm like, okay, look, you can run faster than me now. We've established that. You can do certain things better <laughs> now. We've established that. I said, but one thing you will always have to be concerned about is what they call old man power. We might not move yes. as fast as we used to, oh, but we strong as hell, though. Oh, yeah. That's strength. That's the thing that don't kick out of us, you know, until you get probably, I say maybe, you hit your late 60s, then your strength starts to deteriorate just a little bit. Yeah. But that, 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 that strength at 40 to like, you know, 50 and some change, oh, man. Yeah. They don't understand. It's the a handshake, wait, why, why are you squeezing on? Oh, my bad. Man. Remember that when you <laughs> was young and the older cat would shake your hand? You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Like be easy. Like what, what was that for? And they're just Why like, oh, crush my knuckles. Yeah, that's that's just normal handshake. What's going on, young man? You kind of soft. You be like, yeah, I guess so. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now you flip the script, and we're doing the same thing to people. Like, oh, my bad, Joe. You know, I told you earlier today. I saw one of my young homies, man. He's in there benching five fifteen. And I remember when I hit five fifteen. I did five fifteen once in my twenties. I did 515, man. I felt that joint. I felt it through every joint in my hand, my arm. It felt like the alien was trying to rip out of my chest. And when I racked that weight at that very moment is when I said, you know what? I am not benching 515 again. And matter of fact, I'm only going to do 225 and leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) there's no reason to bench no 515. At the end of his video, he's like, beast, 515. We just moving up. We just moving up. And I'm just sitting here now watching at this age. I'm like, sweet Jesus, why do you want to continue to move up, brother? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm over here hurting. Yeah. See, that, 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 that go to show that back then, you know, we was looking at things a little bit differently than how we see them now. You know, ego and, and, and pride are some of the things that, you know, get, get us caught up at them young ages. Whereas now, oh, man. you know, my pride and my ego is, is, is checked. I check myself. I ain't have to have nobody else do it for me. No, you man. Know, I know my limitations. 
I know, mm-hmm. I know, I can go this this far. I know I can go this long. Yep. I know, I know, there's the time limit. You know, I, I know these things through experience. You exactly, know, through the knowledge bro. I gain, looking at myself in the mirror and realizing that you know what, you ain't got to be all that you used to be. You just got to be who you is right now. Exactly That's where we at. You know what I mean? Your, your yeah. ego and attitude changes drastically as you get older. You know? mm-hmm. And as you start making that shift, you start realizing, like, look, I don't have to walk around out here with my chest all the way out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't have to do that. I don't have, I don't have to do that anymore. Like, you go out there, you know, and it's funny, but you remember when we were younger, man, we go to the gym, and you would see those older cats come in, they would do the same consistent workout and then just bail up out yep. of there. You know, yep. you're looking across the room like that's all he's finna do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that. That's it. You know. And now you realize that he was already at that age. There is no ego. There is no attitude. You know what I mean? I went down the street the other day, man, just looking like an older brother having a good old time. Man, walked all the way down to Sprouts. I bought me some uh some coconut milk ice cream sandwiches. Opened them joints up and was eating them on the way home. Just mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just just chilling. You know what I'm Cars mm-hmm. drive by with folks looking funny. I'll just wave like, hey, how you doing? And just keep eating my ice cream sandwich like the world is lovely. You know what I mean? I was like, I used to wonder how them older cats got to that level. And I was like, man, you know what? I am truly at that level because I learned how to check my ego and attitude amongst myself. And like you said, yeah. we don't need people to do that for us now. Yeah, we don't. You know, I mean, I'd rather have 40 grays and a mule and have peace of mind than have no grades and a whole lot of attitude and, and the world turn upside down. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's easy to kind of like reflect on once upon a time and to see life as it is right now and go, damn, you know what? I, I, I beat some odds and I kind of, you know, went, 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 went in the direction that was necessary at the time to get me to where I'm at right now. And if I wouldn't have, you know what? We, me and you might not be having this conversation right, right now. In, in a real way. <laughs> in a real way. You can look and it's crazy because you brought up beating the odds. Look at the odds that we had to beat when we were younger, but we lived through it. And then now you look at the odds that we have to beat at the age that we are now. And it's a whole mm. different ball game. Yes, sir. Whole it different is. ball game. It is. If you would have told me I had to sit there and try and run against some odds and survive in a hospital from some virus that's running all around the world. If you would have told me that many years ago, I'd have told you you're watching too many movies and to go on. You know what I mean? I'd be like, you got to start watching these sci-fi movies, man. This this is not going to happen. You know what I mean? That's my second round. The first round was when I had that heart situation and the blood pressure. You know, so I was like, look, at some point, man, I got to calm down on some of these crazy odds, but I'm glad I beat these crazy odds. When you look back to the days, though, the eyes we were beating when we were younger were the eyes that we were actually starting ourselves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we were the problem. We were creating <laughs> the things that we had at, to beat. Coming out the door with some odds stacked against us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then before the <laughs> night was over, we would stack four or five more. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. It didn't think but nothing he, wrong. But you know what? And, and, and at the age that we are right now, the one thing that we have that I can tell a younger cat today that they gain over time is experience helps you make better decisions in man. life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, say that, man. We, 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 we didn't have the experience back then. We thought we knew what was going on in the world. And we yeah. figured 
at that age, we could solve the problems of the world because we knew every damn thing. <laughs> but the reality was we was lucky to, to make it from point A to point B and get back to the past and, and not, you know, put in a situation where we couldn't come out of it on the, on the back end. You Ooh, know what I mean? In, in so, a major way. In a major, <laughs> major way. You know what I mean? That's and that's the crazy part, dude, is, is that so much stuff I didn't realize that my mother had taught me about life until she passed away. And I was like, this is everything that she was meaning. You know, because when you're young and you're crazy and they're trying to tell you, okay, you know, my mom would always try and give it to me just like, you know, well, I don't think you should do that. You know, but like, well, why not? Because this, this, that, this, and this. Mm, I just think it's a bad idea. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like, yeah. I'm telling you, trust me on this. I don't think you should do it. You know, there's times you had to sit there and try and make these promises. Okay, I did it that one time. I'm not going to do it no more. But meanwhile, you're thinking, you know, just one more time, though, because, you know what I mean? But it's like you were still so <laughs> wired up. It felt like you were invincible, not realizing that, hey, every time you go out there and do something, you're setting off another problem. You know? Yeah. But the thing is, sometimes, think about how many experiences you had to have some had to be repeated for you to finally learn from it and understand it. And we're fortunate that we were able to beat those eyes, learn from those experiences that we had to learn from multiple times to get to the point where it's like, Oh, okay. You know what? <laughs> I, I need to stop. I yeah. Right. Yeah. Like right. I, I truly need to stop. Like I don't know what's going on, but I, I get it now. I get it now. The mm-hmm. ones that scare you are the ones who don't learn from the experience and just what, keep on. A hard head make a soft ass. I don't think I don't think when we was younger we were scared of the ass whoopings as much as you know we was scared of hearing the word. I'm I'm disappointed. I can't believe you did what you did. You know what I mean? We never wanted Man. to hear that. We was, we was too busy ignoring the, the, the obvious and, and just you know things standing in front of us and running the gun and doing it mm-hmm. to not even sit down and and kind of think. Damn, should I really be doing this? Boy, because those those, really? those talks, those talks were the worst. <laughs> I, I'd rather, man, I would, man, it's, it's days I told my mother I would rather take the whooping than to sit here and go through this conversation with you because this is killing me. Right. You know, you exactly. get the, the whole disappointment side of them. They're trying to talk to you like, look, I'm trying to get through to you here. You know, mm-hmm. and you're just looking like, like, like Kane and old dog sitting on the couch with his grandparents <laughs> like, man. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but South Mission is going to be packed. You know what I mean? Like, right, like, like I got to right. go. You know what I'm saying? I got to hurry up, get the rest of the crew. I, I totally hear what you're saying. I do, but I, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yep. You know, shoot, you strike. Yeah, yeah, I got all that, but I got to go. You know what I mean? Yep. Down the line, you would sit back and finally realize, like, good grief. They, they were really making sense. And the way that Miles would do this was almost like a Jedi mind trick because you couldn't give her certain answers. And, think that you were giving her the right answer. Next thing you know, she's telling you that you think that she's crazy. You're like, no, I don't, I don't think you're crazy. Oh, so now you're just saying I'm making up stuff. I say he's making up nothing. You raising your voice to me? No, I'm not. I'm just confused. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you're not answering what I'm asking you. I don't know what to say at this point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right. I, have to, <laughs> I don't know if I just sit know. here. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> so I don't want to answer anything else, you know, for just fear at this point. You know, well, just get up. Just get up and go and do what you got to go do. All right, then. You know, shoot, out the door we go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's, hey, I'm telling you, man, but you know, we learned and we survived. And, and here we are now, all these years later. You know, we trying to pass this same wisdom down to our offspring. 
You know, and I think we've been real fortunate in that sense that everybody got their head on straight and then nobody's a hassle. Bruh, I I can tell you I got three blessings um, that I was gifted. And I know for a fact, you know, that, that, that these three, that the three of mine, you know, they they, they, they intelligent. They, 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 they go about their business. They, they never seek trouble. You know, they're always trying to do the right thing for themselves. Mm-hmm. They, they they got a purpose in life, and they following through with they you know accomplishing their goals. Now, everything that I just said, I couldn't have said that about myself when I was their age back in the day because mm-hmm. I was I was a, a seeker. I was trying to find life. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I I wasn't you know at no point in time in my my early twenties, um, you know, really thinking about the bigger picture. I was day to day. Yep. And, you know, and, and, and that's how I got down. And that's how I made moves day to day. My day to day activity was based upon really what I wanted to do and the influence of others and what they wanted me to do with them. Yep. And my three blessings, they ain't about that. They're about themselves, you know, and they conduct their business accordingly. And man, raising, raising kids, man, it, it's a fatherhood is the hardest hood you ever going to serve in if man, you ever have to prove Man, and that's usually like you can't get jumped out that hood. You know what I'm saying? You you are stuck. You know what I mean? You are stuck, man. That's all. I look at my son, man. I look at where he's at and what he's accomplished at this age. And I try and tell him all the time, where you are right now, it's a beautiful thing because when I was your age, my options were small. Your options are huge. The world is still yours. But when I was your age, I was still fighting a three-year case trying not to go. Then by the time everything is over, it shut down any opportunity of joining any kind of military because you can't mess with all that when you're fighting cases. You know what I mean? So I shut the doors on myself. You know, my my focus was kind of off. It took a while to find myself. You know, all the stuff that I put my mind through. I think if he was to turn out like I had turned, I couldn't have dealt with it like my mother had dealt with it. I don't know which, I don't know how she did. That lady was a saint. You know what I mean? <laughs> she was a true yeah. saint. So when I look at him, and sometimes me and him will bump heads because I try to push him so hard, not realizing, you know what? He's a great person. He's a great kid. He's his own person. He's his own his his own self. He has his own path that he has to take. And right. he doesn't have that same dog that I had in me. Because I didn't raise him. He wasn't raised with that same dog. He wasn't raised with that junkyard dog, that pit bull. He was raised in a house full of uh, Yorkshire Terriers. You know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> He had a lap dog. He had a yard dog. He had a lap dog. Yeah. You know, I had the dogs for protection and, and, and viciousness. And I get off the property and he comes home as a little dog that jumps in his lap and sits on his lap while he does his homework. You know what I mean? Sometimes the dog would be on his back while he's doing his homework. You know what I mean? It's like... So I'm like, you can't, I don't expect, and I told you the other day, matter of fact, I don't expect you to have the same dog that I had in me. I don't expect you to have that same dog in you because we're totally different when it comes to that. You know, but that's at the same time, while we made all the changes, while you made your changes, while I made my changes, was to make sure that they can have that little small lap dog and not have to have this big dog just, just tugging them and, and them having to be the big dog and tugging and tugging and fighting and fighting. You know, I told him he was right. in school. I said, look, 
your purpose, when you're in school, you're there to learn, get yourself together, find your par- find your purpose, find your path. If you have problems with teachers, coaches, and adults, that's my job to be the asshole. That's me that's going to clear all of that out. You stay focused mm-hmm. on your task at hand. So if there's any problem, you bring that problem to me, and I'm going to get rid of that problem one way or the other. You know, we're going to sit down and have a conversation, or we're going to have another conversation. But you just focus on being you. Never change who you are. Keep your personality the same because that's what people love about you. You're a happy-go-lucky guy who enjoys life. You know what I'm saying? Right. Stay that way. Don't let things tarnish you because there is that part in my life where I was so cold because of how it was. And I just tell my mom, if I act like the way you raised us in this house, as soon as I walk out this door, they're going to eat me alive. So when I walk out of this door back then, it was, it was a different kind of code switching. You know, I, mean? I had to go mm-hmm. from being my mama's loving youngest only son. And as soon as I walked that door and shut that door, now I'm Clay Clay from the block, man. Well, what's happening? You know what I'm saying? You know, I had yeah. three older sisters and no brothers. So I had to walk out of the house with a chip on my shoulder. I had to be in the right. house with a chip on my shoulder. You coming to see my sister, pal. And every, I figured every dude that came over was at least five, six years older than me. And I'm mugging. Mm-hmm. Like, who, who are you here to see? You know what I'm saying? So it was like my yeah. dog was different. And that's why I try and tell him, your dog is completely different. And I don't expect you to ever have that pit bull. But small dogs, they, they like to bark and bite and make moves too. So I still expect some kind of bite out of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it might be on the yeah. ankle, but I expect some kind of a nip on something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you might not full-blown attack it, but hey, just just get after it. You know, I think we, we really yeah. got lucky in that sense because I worked hella hard to make sure that the cycle was broke this direction. That's you right. That was right. my whole thing. I remember like when we were younger and I realized even being one of those kids, if you had a bunch of idle time, that's when you got caught up in everything else. So at five years old, this guy's out there on the football field and who has to be out there with them. I'm out there every day coaching this dude. So at the same time, I'm trying to work to break the cycle for him, but he's actually helping me break my cycle because now I'm out here every day right. with him. So it was, it was the teamwork, man. I tell them this day, man, we're a team to the end. You know, it's tough. Right. I want to shake right. you like that thing on the top of a pencil, but we're still riding. You know what I'm saying? It's like, sure. Yep. I wouldn't be your parent if I didn't want to shake the hell out of you at some point. You know, they say, you know, good people surround themselves with, with good people themselves. You know, it's like we kind of flock together. I don't think it's, it's easy for, um, and it can be a struggle, but I don't think it's easy for a parent, a father, you know, and I, I give you props all day long. It's never easy for a single father to raise a young black man. Man, you know what I mean. Line. Thank and you, that, absolutely. And, Thank and, you. And and, and I, I watched you do it for years. And the challenge that I see, and I, I got a, I got, I got another half helping me, is you your influence that you put on them, positive, on a day to day basis, is molding and shaping them into being the young person that they're trying to grow up to be as an adult. And mm-hmm. you've been doing it day in, day out, Man. by yourself. You and dope. You know what I mean? Man. And I don't know no other brother that I can call a brother of mine that's done that but you. And Man. I give you props because I know what it is, man. And and I'm seeing it from from, from my side, and I know it's hard. And, and and you making it look easy on your end, putting in all that work, and that's real, Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I, I yeah, because Doe is solid. Doe, Doe is solid, dude. 
and, and you know what I mean? It, it takes it takes two, but you made it you made it work coming coming with with the hands of one. So man, you know, gotta give you the props, bro. Dude, I, I appreciate it, man. It's it's days, man. It's been days. I was like, God, this is not working. You know what I mean? Like we're like, where am I going wrong? How am I not getting through? You know it. True, man. But you know, it's it's one of those you always find a way to make it work. You know, yeah. We and sometimes I think when we and him bump heads, it's because we're so much alike. And exactly. I'm, and I'm talking See, to myself. That's, that's exactly what it is. He's your son, and I, I I go through it the same with mine. You know, you know my my youngest. Me and him bump heads sometimes because he he's himself, but he got that that tailor made DNA in him, <laughs> and he got got little his mama hard head in him. Mm-hmm. You know, you combine the two. And you're gonna have the moments where you're gonna have to sit down and chop it up and make 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 them understand where you're coming from because you know everything isn't understood when you say it. Sometimes it needs to marinate and let it sink in. Man, and you got to give it time. And that's what I've <laughs> learned, man. That's what I have learned. I've learned now. Like, look, you know what? There's some conversations that we just got to stop, and then we can come back in an hour or two and revisit it once everybody's mm-hmm. going their way because. You know, you know, a friend of mine was breaking down to me. She's like, "Well, you know what? He's, you know, he he's turning into a man. He's trying to find his path. He's trying to show you that he can handle certain things on his own. He can handle his business to an extent." She said, "But at the same time, you're seeing where he still has those gaps. And you're trying to fill those gaps in. Fill it in, yeah." You know? And she's like, "Unfortunately, some of those gaps you're not going to fill in, and he's going to have to have it filled in on his own. You just got to be there to help him when the result comes back." You know, right? And, and that's what I told him before. I said, "Look, man, so I'm just here to support whatever you have happening." I said, "But utilize your time wisely, because right now, if you go out and try something, you're not successful. I'm still right here. I'm still in the same mm-hmm. building with you. I'm still here in, in the physical. We can go ahead and square it away, and you know, square it away, work it out, and then we start over again. We reset. You know, right? I said, you don't have to have one plan. You got to have multiple plans because nothing is guaranteed to work." You know, I said, that's what I'm here for. You know, I said, but, you know, it's one of those things to where I see where, you know, they start turning into a man and they're they're trying to figure it out and they want that freedom. They want that leeway. But us being black men and parents and growing up in certain places, we know, like, look, I can kind of tell you what's around that corner. You know what I mean? Like, do you want me to tell you? (laughs) (laughs) Or do you want to walk around that corner and find out yourself? Because I kind of know. And hopefully if you find mm-hmm. out what's around that corner, you're going to make it back to tell me the story. Cause I know what's over there, you know? So every now and then he goes to work, man, I might creep out, man. And kind of like long distance job shadow just to, to survey the scenery and then go on about my business. Okay. Everything looks peaceful. I'm gonna go ahead and cut up out of here. You know, I didn't leave, but <laughs> you know, you always got just keeping that extra eye. You know, right, right now we got to replace the social security card. I'm like, look, I got to send you guys his ID. His ID is going to be gone for five to seven days. So you're trying to tell me a young black man has to run around the city with no ID for five to seven days. And you don't see where this is an emergency where he needs to come in and just present it to you and get another card. No, that's not an emergency. Like, no, no, no. Now see that right there, that, that whole scenario, you know, we know there's certain times where, you need to have IDs on you. Like, you know, for example, let's say you in your neighborhood, you know, country villa estates of East Lake, and you want to go for an early morning jog, mm-hmm. you know, and you just jogging through the community, doing what you do, trying to keep your cardio game strong and, 
you know, make sure that your cardiovascular health is where it needs to be. And, you know, somebody see you running and, you know, stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One time pull up on you, you ain't got no ID? Man. Huh? Man. What? what? Yeah. You look like so-and-so. Nah, we don't need them problems. No. You know? The system the system sometimes a cold piece because as we know, it it, it it is gaps in the system where, you know, they don't they don't protect us. And that that right there, man, that that's something where, you know, I need to have my ID on me at all times. I need to exactly. have my and if I forget it, I'm trying to find it. Man. If I lose it, I'm trying to replace it. Exactly. If I can't replace it, we got problems. Because I ain't who you think I am. I'm telling you who I is. You know what I mean? Hey, that's the truth. I'm almost like, you know, there's Mm -hmm. a part of me that's like, okay, look, I'm going to have to keep you in the house for five to seven days. He's just like, for what? Like, I got to go to work. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you can't keep me locked up here for no five to seven days. You know, I'm just like. Check mailbox, boy. Yeah. And then it's the crazy part because we had it until we moved. And I don't know, you know, like I told you, I can't even blame you because we moved so rapidly and so quick back then. A lot of things were lost in the shuffle. So I'm just like, you know, like, all right, maybe we got to try and get this squared away. Then here comes COVID. You can't go in the office the whole bit. But Mm -hmm. I'm just like, man. Five to seven days without an ID is an eternity, man. When, when I get up in the morning and go run, if I don't take anything else with me, it's that ID. You know what I mean? It's, that's it's the ID. Then I try to go out looking like I'm like this avid runner, man. I got the beanie with the with the lights on the front of it, so I got those on. I put on this little reflective jacket. Like if you don't see that I'm out here jogging, I don't know what else to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what else to say. Because I'm pretty sure nobody invading nobody's home wearing a beanie with a big old headlamp. You know what I mean? It's like, I just don't think that's you know, but it's just wild, man. But that's what I try and tell him, like, look, you know, like my mom told me, I'm gonna give you a foundation. Now, if you want to build on that foundation and continue to build and continue to grow and set up everything on that foundation, that's fine. If you want to kick it over and start your own, that's fine too. But I told him, I tried to kick down that foundation that that lady got me, that had set up for me. Man, mm-hmm. I must have turned right back around and put those bricks right back in that joint. Like, nope, nope. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> Let me get back on this foundation because I don't know what the hell I'm building. You know what I mean? By the time uh, I got done, mine looked like that chimney or that barbecue that they had built on uh, I Love Lucy when, it, uh, when Ricky made it and then Lucy and Ethel tore it down and built it back up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that was the direction my foundation was going. You know, I'm out there. I ain't got to run around. Uh, like, what the hell are you building, bro? I was like, hey, let me get that blueprint again because I kicked something over by accident. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, sure, man. And that's what I told him. I said, hey, man, we got a pretty solid foundation. Just keep building off of where we are. So, you know, I give him a hard time, man. But he gets the, the things that he gives me that are issues, my mind probably wishes those are the issues I brought her. Right, you know, and, so and see, that's how you know. That's how you know you're doing a good job as a parent is when you can look at your kid and and not see no problems on their shoulders. You know what I mean? It's like they might be hard headed. They might, you know, say say something that might get on your nerves every now and then, but they ain't bringing no problems back to the house when they leave the house. You know what I mean? They're not doing things that's making you question who you are as a man or as a parent. Right, and, and that in this day and age. That right there needs to be, you know, applauded for because I see parents that fail at conception. Yeah. You know what I mean? They failed at day one, and and they can't been a problem since they came off the womb. Man. And I'm sitting there going, "How in the hell did you not correct that deficiency 
<laughs> Man. When, when it started becoming a major problem back in the day. Yes. And don't, God forbid, you be out in public, and you probably see it more than more than me, is like out at the stores, how some kids be in there showing out, acting up, and their parents just ain't checking them, ain't saying nothing, and yeah. going up and down the aisles, causing problems, crying and yeah. yelling. I never had that happen when I was younger, when I had my kids, nope. when I was in my 20s. Never. Nope. No, nope. never. And the reason for that is because of what you said a minute ago. It goes back to the foundation that we was given Preach. from our mom and dad. Preach. They gave us the basic tools to know how to conduct ourselves as civilized human beings. Man, say that. So when one day we planted that seed and that seed came out that womb, that seed had the foundation implanted yes. in them. All we need to do is make sure it was fertilized so it can grow properly. I'm done preaching for the night. Hey. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. The next time we talk, I'm going to have to load up a sound effect of a choir. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to have to load up the sounds of the congregation, boy. Shoot, man. I'm going to be here like above the law. Man, preach on that broom. Preach on that broomstick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But that's exactly what it is, man. That's exactly what yes, it is. Sir. Because when he was young, he had did something. And I thought it was hilarious. And my mom sat me down and said, look, you are a single parent. You are a single father. You are a single black father. Your son is going to have to be able to go everywhere that you go. Because it's going to be hard to have people watch him, take care of him, the whole bit. She said, now, Granted, that might have been hilarious to you. She said, I even chuckled a little bit. She said, but society, that's not going to be funny. If it's not funny in society, he's going to have problems. She's like, you got to learn some things you can't do because it entertains you. You know what I mean? She's like, you got to. She's like, as much as you want to be entertained, that boy's going to have problems if you don't knock it off. And right then, I was like, you know what? I can't raise you. Based on just my standards alone, I have to raise you on a society standard. I have to raise you to be able to be outside the house, outside with other people. Sure. And from day one, anybody that's ever watched that kid, from day one, he's so nice, he's so sweet, he's this, he's that. From day one. And that's because mm-hmm. mom's got on me from day one that when he right. started acting a fool and was like, look, this is how this has to work. Now, this came from a lady who was a single parent with four kids she would go to city college at night for nursing school. She would take all four of us and sit us all in the back row in the classroom at city college while she was in class. And while the teacher was teaching because the teacher allowed her to do it because all of us were in check. All of us knew what we were supposed to do when we were supposed to do it. And when we were not supposed to do it. And that Mm -hmm. lady would turn around and throw that look and everybody would shut up. Older sisters would pinch you like like I told you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's like, right. like I yep. told you, stop Mr. Rail. And we knew that our existence revolved around this lady being successful. And for her to be exactly. successful, she has to take us everywhere that she goes, and we have to be able to function accordingly. So when my time mm-hmm. came, I was like, look, man, we got to be able to go everywhere. So, so this is how we're going to roll. This is how it's going to have yeah. to work. You know, this is the foundation we're going to build off of where we came from. But I think a lot of people now, to me, more parents are worried about being their friends, their kids' friend, their their TikTok buddy. You know. (laughs) (laughs) They're background dancers. You know what I mean? And it's cool and all, man, but 
when when you start look as a parent, man, when you start doing more TikToks than your child, you know what I mean? Uh, That's where you start having that disconnect. Where now it's like, uh, okay, well look, your mama and your daddy up here doing the most. You know, and mm-hmm. it's just like I started the TikTok in the family, but I guess I ain't involved no more. You know what I mean? Like it's just a lot of them want to be their kids' friend, man. Dude, I think we came from balanced homes where our parents were our friends, but we also knew when they were being our parent. And I don't That's think right. these there kids have that same balance. No, there was ba- there was balance, but there was boundaries, and then, like you said, the foundation was already set. You know, there was never a moment where I felt like that foundation was cracking. Mm-hmm. I always felt like it was firm, it was solid, it was steady. I knew, um, you know, what I needed to do. I, I was given the-, the playbook at an early age. You know, you go out, you handle yourself just like you handle yourself in the house. Don't mm-hmm. go out and show out. Won't be no problem. Don't start none. Won't be none. Exactly. My mom was strong. She was a strong black woman, you know, just like yours. You know, she she made sure that the only time there was going to be any uh, uh, problems um, was going to be at home. And it was going to be handled at home. It wasn't going to be nothing that was going to embarrass her. Man. I wasn't going to do nothing that was going to put, put a question mark on somebody's face and make them think that I wasn't uh, a good representation of her. Yep. Because that's basically what you are. You're a representation of your parents. To the so fullest. If you go out and you put something out there in the street that's gonna bring, uh, you know, some 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 disrespect to the the family name. Ooh. Well, guess what? You're gonna have them problems not only hit your backside, but them problems gonna stay in the house until they get resolved. Man. And uh, I never I never wanted them problems. No. You know? Every no. now and then they would pop up, but I made sure they wasn't big problems, they were small problems and they got resolved Man. with the real quickness. Exactly, it got handled. Yeah, quick, dude, man. I'm telling you, dude. My mom told me she was like, "Look, I will fight to the end for you, but you have to be honest. Don't have me up here looking like a fool." So, if you did X, Y, Z, say you did X, Y, Z, and let me know that's what you did, and I'll deal with you Mm -hmm. on the. I'll deal with you later. She's like, "But don't have me sitting in front of somebody defending you, and this I'm defending a lie. That's what I'm not gonna do." You know, and they, it never, you know, they never disciplined you in front of people. Do you remember days when your friends would be over and you had one coming and they would just politely tell you to tell your friends to leave after they were all smiling and waving at your friends like everything was cool? You okay, thinking, yeah, yeah. You're feeling like, oh, I got a pass. They must not have heard. You know what I mean? Like, like everything must be good. <laughs> and then your friends would walk out that door, that door was shut, and they'd be like, bring your ass over here. You know what I uh... mean? As soon as my mom said, let me talk to you for a minute. And I'm like, oh, she knows. She knows I should have left with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew I should have left. <laughs> Tell your friends to wait outside for a minute. Let me talk to you for a minute. Then I come back to the door. Hey, y'all, just go ahead on without me, man. Just go ahead on without me. Oh, she knows, man. Just go on without me, man. I got to go. You know what I mean? It was like, shoot, it was quick, fast, and a hurry. But you didn't get whooped in front of your friends. You didn't get cursed down in front of your friends. Everything stayed in the house. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you a story that happened to me back in the day. Uh, I was at what rec center with one of my, with, with two of my cousins and we got into a fight. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, hold on, brother. We lost you, man. We lost you. So this dude jump on my cousin. Wait, hold on. Back, uh, back up. I get whooped. I jump in and pull the monster. Me and that 
this dude, you know, he gets pulled to the side. My cousin comes out of the rec center. She she sends us back to my grandma's house. Get back to my grandma's house. And, you know, in the neighborhood, all news travels fast when it's family related. Man. So the news travels. My dad's at work. I guess he get a call from either my grandma or one of my aunties. And they're like, all right, he going to come. Your daddy going to come pick you up when he get off work. So I, I don't think I'm in trouble pretty much. I think I'm good, you know. Mm-hmm. So somebody told him one thing. The sheriff probably changed three or four times before he got off work and got to my grandma's house to pick me up. Mm-hmm. He comes scoop me up, take me and three of my cousins back to his pad, back to our house. We get to the house. And he come my cousin to stay outside. He take me outside, I mean inside, and, and he whooped me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the whole time, I'm tripping on why he did it, right? I'm like, why am I getting a whooping? I didn't do nothing wrong. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm protecting my family. I stood up for my cousin. And then my dad, he never said nothing, right? But it took me years, and I'll tell you what, years, probably until I became a parent to figure out the lesson that he was giving me that day. And the lesson was, at that moment in time, I had a decision to make. I could have went left, I could have went right. Mm-hmm. I decided to go left. I got involved and fought this dude that was whooping my cousin and started fighting with him. And basically, we was double-teaming him pretty much. Right, um, right. And the embarrassment of the fight and the, the, out, the fallout of the fight and the ramifications in the neighborhood embarrassed everybody and that was the reason why I got the whoop. It wasn't because I was fighting. Right. It was because I embarrassed the, the, the family's last name because everybody in the neighborhood pretty much heard about it and everybody was talking about it the whole day. He was like, you had a choice? You could have just pulled the dude up off him but you decided to get in the mix and get dirty with your cousin. Was that your fight? And I was like, no. This is why we was winning. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, see, and sometimes we, we we learn we learn lessons in life, and sometimes our parents give them to them. And we don't understand them until later on once we get older. Dude, and that's that's the whole thing, man. It comes with that age, man. We don't because sometimes we think they're crazy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> sometimes we think they're so crazy, <laughs> but they know exactly what the method behind the madness is. Like, you what you doing? Don't yeah, worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And they tell you one day you're gonna understand why this happened. You know, see, right now you don't really? get it, but one day you're gonna understand, and when you yep. do, you're gonna thank me for it. And you're, at that moment, just in the thing, I don't know. I don't think I'm ever gonna thank you for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I was mad, <laughs> you know. But like, like you said, it hit me years later. I, I didn't understand that, so I became a fan. But the le- the life lesson in it was, you know, sometimes you got to think on your toes and make the right decision. And if you make the wrong one, you're gonna get caught up. And yeah, I got caught up. I got caught up in something that you know I could have handled differently, but. When you're seven, eight years old, I was probably, probably less than 10 at the time. <laughs> um, you know, you don't see things because they're coming at you so fast. You you, don't, you react differently. You think differently. And, you know, for, given if that would have happened at a later age of time, you know, 14, 15, I might have responded differently. I don't know. Exactly. I was just reacting out of, I think it was more out of fear than, than anything at the time because I saw my cousin getting handled. <laughs> had all that sand in his afro getting tossed up. Supposed <laughs> <laughs> to be playing on the swings. We over there showing sand and punches in the sandbox. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> hey, but you, but it was, a, it was a lesson that later on you were just like, okay, I totally get the situation that be. 
Yep. And it's also a life lesson that I can pass down to mine. Mm-hmm. Let you know, there's going to be times when you're going to be put in situations where you're going to have to respond, but you got to make sure you respond with a cool head. Because if you don't, you're going to put yourself up against the wall and you ain't going to want to be there because it's going to be uncomfortable, more uncomfortable than it was before. Exactly, man. Exactly, dude. And that, yeah. That's what she used to try to get through my head was like, look, you be out here with these people, and she says some some people just want to see a fight. She said not everybody that walks with you has your back and is your friend. You know what I'm saying? She's like, you got to stay out the way sometime and don't let these people influence you and push you in a certain direction. You know what I mean? And, and sure enough, the one homeboy supposedly was the homeboy. Three dudes from some area of the area you want to get down with me. He's telling, me, oh, I got your back, I got your back, and the whole time I'm hearing my mom's voice in the back of my head. Some people just want to see a fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just like, I said, you know what, man? I was like, nah, so I'm good. So I'm going to find a way and talk my way smooth about this situation. And uh, yeah. later on, when I really got my real ones with me. If I run into these people, then it is a different story. But this guy, I'm right. like, man, I don't trust this dude. So sure enough, yeah. we walk away from the situation. I don't know how I got out the situation. Maybe they actually thought that he was going to get involved. Now, when we get back to the homies pad. He's telling the story, and I'm telling him the story. And they was like, man, he wasn't going to help you. And what came out of his mouth? Oh, man, you're exactly right, bro. I just want to see a fight. And I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> and the dudes I was talking to, they were like, don't ever get into something, bro, if we ain't with you. And don't ever get into it with this dude because he ain't going to help nobody, dude. He was like, I don't put man. hands on him. He said, he still comes around my house. For what reason? I don't know. He said, because I put hands on him for the same reason. You know, so what I, you know, this, this, that, and the other. And I, I kept hearing yeah. my mom's voice. Like, she told me, don't be messing with these fools because some folks just want to see a fight. But the main thing she told me was, never get into something that you cannot handle yourself to where you're relying on other people to help get you out of it. She said, because if you do, right. you're going to be stuck every single damn time. That and from there right on, there. I never, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to, I got you with this. Yeah, okay, sure you do. You know what I'm saying? I look around and assess the situation. This is something I cannot handle. I know this fool. Nope. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You know, I'll run today, yeah. but I'll catch somebody later. Today, oh, I'm Carl Lewis in the out of this joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, shoot, go. I'll get back hey. to where I got to go. Right. You know, Circle the wagons and put it, peel out. Get that, them on. Get them out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think that's why, I mean, we, we, we are truly blessed, man, at, at, at the offspring that we have. But at the same time, it comes from the knowledge that was passed down to us that we accepted and, and learned. And then it came from us learning from our experiences, not just having the experience, but learning from it to where we could That's pass right. it down to them so that when they do make these mistakes, they're not as drastic. But we can still yeah. hey, this is how this works. This is how this happened. Listen to me if you want to. Don't if you don't. Mm-hmm. But I'm just trying to tell you, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. <laughs> You know, that, 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 it all goes back to that, that saying, you know, you live and you learn. And if you don't learn, you're you going to learn the hard way. You know? Man. Man. <laughs> you know, so it, it, it's easier to to put yourself in a situation that, like you said, you can get out of instead of putting yourself in a situation that you ain't going to escape. And in times, when times are tough and you ain't got nobody that's, you know, supporting your, you know, your movement forward, man, all you can do is, you know, turn around and, and try to get about there as quick as you can because, it's about to go down, and you don't want it to fall on your lap, and you know, and have to deal with all the, the pressure of the situation all by yourself, especially mm-hmm. when nobody was willing to stand in to help you out through it. And that's what we got to continue to 
provide our kids, you know, um, that, 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 that foundation and that understanding that, you know, you, you got me here. I got your back. You know, if you fall down, I'm going to be there to pick you up. Uh, I just want you to know that and trust and believe it's always going to be that way until, you know, I take my last breath out of my lungs. So, you hey. know, just learn, just know, pop got you. Man, <laughs> man, that's what I told the boy. I said, look, see, I was laying up in that hospital, not crying because I'm finna die, man. This, this ain't my first rodeo having to fight something. I said, I'm laying up in that hospital crying because I'm about to leave you here. and We still got so much work to do. You know what I mean? That was the same reason right. why that was my why to get out of there. I said, so don't ever think that I don't have your back. Don't ever think I'm leaving you hanging. No. You know what I mean? Because I could have passed away and been gone and be like, well, I'm at peace. You know what I mean? I was like, sure. I said, but yeah. you aren't ready for that to happen. I said, technically, I'm not right. ready. I'm trying to, I got a passport with no stamps. You know what I'm saying? So sure, I wasn't ready either. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I was like, man, so just, you know, understand that, man, but I think, I think, man, at the end of the day, man, we came out good with what we got, you know. Yes, sir. Shoot, at the yes, end of sir. the day, I'm like, look, he ain't me, thank God. But he is me. Yeah, man. But he ain't the, he he ain't the, uh, the permed out me. No, he a carbon copy, but he got his own identity. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and that's the beautiful thing about being a father is, you know, when you got kids, man, and they're good kids, you know, and you're there, and you see them grow up you know, out of diapers and start walking and talking. Man. And then next thing you know, they go into elementary school and next thing you know, they're in middle school and then they pull out and graduate and then they turn into young adults. You know, our job yeah. isn't finished yet because, you know, we got to push them to go out and, you know, establish themselves in the real world. But, man, all the work it took to get them to that point. Man. Man, that's a beautiful moment to sit back and kind of pat yourself on the back and realize that, you know what? You did right by them, and and that and, and as they grow up and, and appreciate life for themselves, they're gonna look back and, and give you them flowers while you still here because you did what was necessary to make them a better person, and that's all we can ask for, man. And man, good kids with positive mindset so they can go out and do it bigger and better than we did when we was their age. Hey, man, I'm gonna ask you this, brother. What did it? What, what kind of feelings did you have? What went through your mind? The first time your child took you out to dinner and paid for it. <laughs> Man, I had that happen. I had that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that, 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 that's a feeling I don't think that, you know, is really, really, really understood for somebody that's never experienced it because you have all these different emotions kind of go through your head. You looking like, Nah, nah, I got this. Mm-hmm. They like, nah, nah, I got this. Like, cause you so accustomed and used to providing for them, but they in a situation where they're able to, you know, give back and provide for you, and it feels, man, it, it, it hits you in the in, in the in the chest a couple different ways. One, it, it makes you smile and you kind of happy, but at the same time, it kind of puts a little sadness in your heart too, because then you finally realize that ain't, your baby ain't a baby no more. They're right. grown ass person. Right, <laughs> right. It hits you with them emotions, man. It hits right? you with those emotions, man. And that, and, yeah. you know, what I mean, I'm telling you because when he, when he did it, it was truly unexpected. And I'm just, I'm uh-huh. just looking like, oh, you got jokes. You know what I mean? Like, like, I'm like, you got jokes. You ain't about to pay for nothing. He's like, no, <laughs> no, I'm really gonna pay for it. Like, well, there's got to be a catch to this, you know? And, and he's like, what man, yeah, like okay, you gonna pay for it today, but you gonna ask me for it back tomorrow? You know what I mean? Like, what you, yeah, right. what you do? Like, what you doing? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? But it just, and like you said, it just shows like now you're starting to deal with a young grown person that, that yeah. wants to try, you know, when they start bringing you home stuff that you used to bring home for them, they start showing right. up with your snacks, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh man, what you, what is this for? Oh, I was in the store, just mm-hmm. grabbed these for you. Like, really? Now see, it's, it's funny that you say that because while we was, you know, while you talking it up right and chopping it up right now, my daughter texted me about 20 minutes ago. She's like, Pops, you want a burrito? She's on her way to the taco shop. Don't drive me to go get her something to eat. And I told her no because I had Mexican food last night. But, you know, it, it just go to show that, you know, it, it's, it's that kind heart and that thought of actually reaching out and asking, you know, it, it's coming from, you know, your, your one of your offspring when normally it would be just the other way around. I'd be the one asking y'all, yep. something, let me go get it for you. <laughs> you know? Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't get it. It's, it's something so simple, man. He went down there one day to Krispy Kremes, came back, was like, here you go. I got you these sprinkled donuts. And I'm just like, get up mm-hmm. out of here, man. At the time, that's when I was really running one of them 30-day challenges. I was like, I ain't supposed to have these donuts. But I was like, you know what? This dude done brought me some donuts, and I'm finna eat these donuts because I don't know when they're coming back again. But I'm about to eat these. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, sure. You know what I'm saying? And come back with my favorite ones. It is funny. I yeah, don't think yeah. to them. I don't think they understand how much it means to us. You know what I mean? Right. And it's never the dollar behind it. It's the thought behind it. The thought. You know what I mean? That's the real part right there. It's the thought. Knowing and, that they're and, thinking about you while they're out, and it's just like, oh, let me grab one of these for pops. You know, it's the yeah, whole thought behind yeah. it. You know, exactly. you sit Much back for a minute to be like, oh, man, they really do love me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just this old man that gets on his nerves, you know, like, OK, right. cool. Sure. There is right. love up in here. You know, <laughs> it's a beautiful feeling, man. It's a beautiful feeling, man. Yeah. I'm going to tell you like this, man. Look, man, we're going to wrap it up this way. NBA playoffs, man. Clippers versus who? I was hoping you didn't ask this question. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm making it easy, man. Clippers versus somebody nah, from the East. No, nah, no, nah, I'm going to make it easy for you because it's going to hurt me to say this. No, it's going to hurt you for me to say this to you. We know good and damn well the Clippers ain't going to the finals. And if they did, it would be on that, that NBA 2K. You know, it wouldn't be in, <laughs> in this final situation right now. Um, this is coming from a team, bitter Lakers team. fan who got knocked know, out a while I'm ago. I'm going to talk on it. My team made it last year. They, they bought a ring home. They didn't make it this year. But, you know, with no no unhealthy team can't go back to back. It's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? I mean but no, for your no. team, they are healthy. They have no excuse not to win. They, on paper, they're the best team in the West. Um, unfortunately, for some strange reason, what I foresee happening is their coach is going to be the reason why they do not go to the next level. Tyrone Lou is not a championship coach. Even though he won a ring with LeBron, he's not a championship coach. Um, and he showed in this series already he's making mistakes. They can't rely on one player. They need they need to support Boogie Cousins is playing. They need to play from the inside out. And if they choose to do that, they obviously have a chance to go further than I think they will if they don't. So that's going to be the struggle for them. Um how do we get the all the way over to here? And I just said, who's gonna nah, go to I'm the? Just, who's gonna make it to the, I'm, to the I'm, end? I'm, I'm I'm breaking it the, all the, the way Clippers down. and who? I'm making it. And I'm all making of a sudden, it turns into this breakdown and, and bash the Clippers, the only team in LA that's still playing in the finals. I don't get how that happened. Because we, we we went to a Clipper game 
<laughs> that all the way at the top. We saw them lose to a team that should, they should have beat. That was preseason. No, that wasn't. <laughs> that was pre-COVID. That's what that was. That was pre-COVID. My man just stopped, though. No, that wasn't. Like, like we ain't doing that tonight. No, that was not. That was pre-COVID. That's what that was. Um, <laughs> I'll just make you shut it down so quick. Day, no, that wasn't. <laughs> at the end of the day, it all it all going to boil down to, you know, the next and, and, and coming out of the East. They, they got on paper. Yeah. Um, yeah. It don't to me. It don't even matter who they play, where they balling right now. They just going they gonna go in and probably win it in five or six games. Yeah, man. And whoever you know takes it on the ten in the in the in the finals, they just gonna have to recoup in the off season and try to figure out how to get back. And that's the challenge for all the teams right now because the way they looking right now, they good for like the next couple of years. So, right. And you know it blows my yeah, mind. It gonna be a problem. It blows my mind. And I seem to have this with all my teams, except for right now the Padres. But it blows my mind how between the Clippers and the Raiders, these cats can stay doing bad consistently. But then you got teams like the Browns, the Nets, folks that have been terrible for God knows how long. And they come through and surpass them like, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I I do. Man, you know what? You know, I, there's so many times, man, where I'm ready to just give up on every sport. But I come back every season for the abuse, man. And as much I know, as I, I like to talk I, and, and, and hope and wish and pray, you know, all right, man, look, when, when the Clippers won that series against Dallas, and we asked for them, we wanted them, we set ourselves up and lost games yep. to play them. Yep. And damn near lost. So when I'm watching them play the other night, and, uh, who's, it that's, who's, who's it that's running this? Oh, Utah that's running this right now. Yeah, man, it's like watching the old men on the court trying to keep up with these youngsters. You know what I'm and everybody on Utah seems to be able to shoot from the damn three and and beyond the three. These cats ain't even yeah. near the three, and yeah. they just airing it up like they playing ball in the park. And then here come my dudes yeah. with a clean shot at a three and, and throw it clear across the court somewhere. I I think certain people. And I don't want to say people. I think certain players are built for pressure, and some actually go above, you know, the, you know, the call of duty on the court and handle their business consistently. Mm-hmm. And the dude that's showing me that right now is Donovan Mitchell. Man, that dude, that dude, that dude, that dude he's making enemies on that court. He ain't even made an enemy over here in this condo. I hate that man. And he ain't even talking. He's letting his actions speak louder than his words. Man, and see, to me, that's that that that's what it boils down to is. In the playoffs, you gotta you gotta get to the playoffs at the right time. Your mm-hmm. team gotta find themselves on the court. Your coaching staff need to make sure that you make an adjustment in game mm-hmm. uh, for the next game. And if you do that, and your team is playing consistently, and you hitting shots, and you getting the calls from the refs, and you making your free throws, you playing basketball. Okay, you ain't doing it no different. You just making sure that you executing on the court. You got an opportunity to win. And yeah. obviously the Lakers, they weren't doing that. They they weren't never the favorite. Obviously, you know, at any part of the year, unless when everybody was healthy, they were. Right. But when 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 you start, I don't want to say make excuses for your losses, and you don't come back and and follow that up with a W the next game, you in trouble in the playoffs. Right. It's almost like a boxer punching you in the mouth, and you got no defense for them punches. 
And man. that's what's happening to the Clippers right now. They just get right. punched in the mouth. Yeah, man. We we don't man. We can't we we can't keep up. We can't match them shot for shot. And then when we do get right. shots in the paint, bro, I'm like, how are y'all missing layups? You know what I mean? And, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's mind blowing, man. It's mind blowing. Then then playoff P. I don't even know why he even goes by playoff P. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know how the hell you get that name, homie. I don't. Even, <laughs> he gave it to himself. Yeah. He That's, wasn't nicknamed. He didn't earn that, that that name on the court. Nobody uh, uh, crowned him. He gave himself. He gave himself that name because he wanted that identity. But see. That's the difference between somebody that's ready to carry the weight of a nickname right. or a mantra on their shoulders versus somebody that's pretending to be somebody that right. they're not. And until you show and prove on the court that you is who you say you is, don't don't put that on you because you got people that's mocking you in Utah right now. Right. They call every time he goes to the free throw line, they calling him out on it. And, yeah. and I know he had a mental breakdown last year because he even said it. He mm-hmm. went public with it. You know, so now that's more added pressure. Yeah. And then he said something later on, like, you know, I'm back on my Kobe, Mon- you know, Mamba ish, this and that. And <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro, be you, man. Yeah, and you're like, do you? Don't talk. Be like Kawhi. Just laugh and yawn and go out there and play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Yeah, they hit him with the laughing yard. I, I ain't mad at you, bro. I ain't mad at you, man. Because I mean, you do that dude uh, on YouTube, Minx. He got so many videos on there where he acting like a Kawhi, and it's just yeah. it's so cold but so accurate. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm like, you know, and that's the thing, man. I'm just like, you know what, dude? We're down zero and two. We're heading, I guess, heading back where we haven't really been winning that much, no dang way. But it's just it just blows my mind, man. But Lou, when they got him, I was just like, they just need somebody to fill him for this position. So mm. you know, I, I ain't got my hopes up, man. Look, dude, I'm a Clipper Raider Padre fan, dude. My hopes are never high. I just watch things for entertainment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my hopes ain't never high. That's <laughs> part of what I learned in mental health, man. Just don't don't forecast something that you know is gonna hurt you later on. Just let it play out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hope <laughs> just let it bad. play out. Yeah, and just you know, make 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 it easier on yourself so you don't stress yourself out in the process. That's my <laughs> my, my, my motto. You know, hey. go for the best, don't stress yourself out, and you know, during the process. Because if you do, all you're gonna do is set yourself up for failure, just like the squad that lost. You know, lost on the on, on the court. So yeah, for real, bro. I tell you, man, this this the Raiders last season before I come try out, man, on some walk ons. So they they better get right. <laughs> I'm good for about four or five plays. And I don't mean in a row. I'm talking about the whole game. So just put me in at the crucial moment. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's, about as much right. as, that's about as much as we got after that. I look, I showed up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I did my part. I'll be at the bar, y'all. I got to get the hell out of here. Some of them pop. The sciatica is back. I got to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm Next Sunday. Hey man, I'll tell you, brother man, this has been uh this has been some good times, man. This has been some good times, man. As usual. Oh yes, sir. You know what I'm it's grand chopping it up with my man's, you know what I'm saying? Everything is good. You back to getting back on the right track with the health. Everybody's getting on track with the health. And man, we got many more years of clowning and comedy coming for these people, man. Sure. Hey man, you know the one thing I can tell people that are listening right now is there's nothing better and being with people that support you, you support their movement, support their vibe, and, and push nothing but positive energy out to the universe because when you grab a hold of it, it's a contagious situation. And you know what? A few months ago, 
it wasn't the same situation that we're dealing with right now because we wasn't healthy, we wasn't standing up, and we mm-hmm. wasn't moving and going in the direction that we're going in right now. So all I know is I'm on my itch right now. I'm yeah. feeling good. One love to my brother, Dago Diddy from the city. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, did. And uh, we're going to keep pushing it out to y'all. Heck yeah, man. We're going to end it right on that. Well said. Can't say it no better. You dig, man. It's your boy. There go Diddy, man. Shoot Claiborne Jackson, man. Code switch, man. With that dude over yonder way. Mr. Convert. Man, the one and only original. Thank the Lord there's only one Chuck Taylor in the building, man. Love you, fam. Oh, yes, sir. One love, fam. Yes, indeed. Peace. Oh.